0: Thank you Jesus. You know, we had um a wonderful trip. And uh you heard some of the testimonies. Uh I think before we leave, hopefully we'll hear the other ones who uh who didn't get to share a little bit earlier. I just feel it's, I feel like we need to move on into the word um There's really a breakthrough for many of us in this word. As I I began to pray over this year, because what I go to the conference for, um, I love to take all the kids. It's so wonderful. Uh, I go to hear God over the year is what I go for. I go to hear what God has to say, what direction God wants to take. In our ministry, in my life, I want to hear the word um, that he gives me for the year. Last year, uh, God spoke to me. He spoke a word to me at the beginning of the year, and it was the word I was still talking about at the end of the year. That's how you know it's the word for your year. And that was that God was moving, especially our this younger generation, into positions. He was moving us into the call of God. And the word God gave me was that in the end days, your young men are gonna see visions and your old men are gonna dream dreams. And what I, what I just saw was this older generation was being released to dream, to dream dreams again. And this younger generation were rising up to take the vision up with us and to move forward. You know, last month we ordained, I don't know, 12, 14 people. We ordained a lot of people in this next move that's coming into the church. And I wanna give God praise for that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus, hallelujah. Many of us in 2016 have God's begun the work in us. We've been moved into positions. How many of us can say, especially in this teaching over the last few months of last year, we've moved into a closer relationship with God. I have moved into I've gotten a revelation on even what it means to have a relationship with God that I did not have before. I only saw a few hands, but I'm just going to believe in faith that all of you moved into a closer relationship with God. Some of us have been moved into areas of ministry. Some of us have been moved into better. How many of us have better finances the beginning of this year than we had the beginning of last year? Amen. I know we still believe in God for a financial breakthrough. I ain't talking about that, but God's moving us. It's a progression into these new places in God. How many of us, it was uncomfortable when we moved from one of those old places to a new place in God? I love to see all those hands, because I know that's right. It's uncomfortable. How many of us, though, we know that work has begun, but when I get up to do the work, I still feel a little bit unsettled. You don't have to raise your hand. I'm just asking, to ask yourself. I still feel a little bit unsettled. I don't feel like I've really totally connected with what God has had, what God has for me. I know it's there. I know I'm striving for it. I know I'm seeking for it. I know I'm going after it. But I don't really feel like it's like something isn't totally complete. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still striving to be this person. And maybe I'm even already in a position. I'm over a sale group. I'm over a Sunday school. I'm over this. I'm over that. And I'm still striving to be something that God's called me to be. And I feel like I'm just always running my feet trying to get there. And I believe that what God is doing in 2017 is moving us into places of complete maturity. As complete as we can be, because, you know, mature, mat- maturity is a process. But He's moving us into places of completeness. The reason we feel that way, though, and this is what I began to see while I was at the conference, the reason we feel that way, why. I take on something. I say, I, I'm going to do this. I can't use an example without making somebody think I'm talking about a person. So y'all forget, I'm just going to make up something. Let's say I'm uh, going to do dramas. Forgive me, Jessica. I know, I know this isn't you. I'm going to do dramas. And then I'm doing it, and I don't feel like I want to do it anymore. It's hard. Now, now y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm, it's hard, and it's difficult, and I don't want to do it. I know I'm called to do it. I know God told me to do it, or at least know my pastor told me to do it, which is the same thing, and I'm And I'm and I'm going after it, but it's difficult. God, it feels like it should be easier than this. It feels like something in me just hasn't connected with this because it shouldn't be this difficult and it shouldn't be that difficult. But the reason we feel like it's difficult, like it's hard, is because there's still some battle in us of how much I'm willing to lay my life down for this thing that God's called me to do. If there was no battle left in me, then it wouldn't be difficult. One of the preachers got up and, and shared along these lines while we were there, and, I'm, and uh, not that part. He was talking about sin, but I'm going to take some of his word and use it today because it was, it was life-changing. And he, he got up and he said, you know, we have this song that we sing where it says God's never lost a battle. And we get all excited. And y'all know we get excited about Jesus never losing a battle because, hey, i got a financial problem, God. You see all the stuff that's going on in my life. Hallelujah, Jesus. You have never lost a battle. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God's fighting my battles for me. Come on, devil, bring it on because God's never lost a battle, but we never stop and think, what if the battle that I'm in the middle of is me fighting against God? That doesn't bode well for me because I'm saying it out of my mouth. God's never lost a battle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But all the while, God's saying, give me a little bit more of you. Lay down your life. Do more for me. And we're saying, no, I don't know about that, God. He's never lost a battle. And so I know what we're, we're thinking. We're thinking, "How am I fighting God? I fight God by holding back. I fight God by keeping some things to myself because I feel like I need to protect myself from Him, protect myself from His call. Sometimes, protect my time with my kids. Sometimes it's not just me. You know, we say all the time, How do I have time to protect? How do I have time, how, time for my kids and my work and all this stuff?' And I, and you know, God gave me that revelation a few months ago. Because I, I said it all the time. Didn't realize I was fighting God until I saw it and could, and could be set free from it. But I said all the time, God, how much more can I give you? How much more do you want? You, you know, i got to have time with my kids. You know, I have a job. You know, I have these th- all these other things going on in life. I have a house that isn't going to renovate itself. I, I need help. What do you, how much more do you want out of me? And every time he would push me, I would push back. And I would say, I don't don't have that in me. How much more do you want? Until one day I realized that the answer for that battle isn't in finding balance in myself, in the church, and in God. It's it's not in balance. It's not in better planning of my time. The breakthrough is not in that. The breakthrough is in when I lay my whole life down. In Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 3. I want to get it up there so we can all read it together. Acts 9, 3. This is Saul. Saul's been out doing whatever Saul wants to do. Bad stuff. It says, And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, God said, why are you fighting me, Saul? Why do you fight me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. He didn't say, it's just, it's hard on me when you kick against me. He said, it's hard on you to kick against the pricks The Amplified Version says it's dangerous and it will turn out badly for you to keep on kicking against the goad to offer vain and perilous resistance. So when God's pushing us and he's putting us through an uncomfortable time and I feel like this is too hard, God. What? Why is this so hard? You call me to do this, God. You call me to be over this. You call me to teach. You call me to lay my life down in prayer. But why is this all of a sudden so difficult We have to look at ourselves and say, am I kicking against the goading of God when they put those, you know, it's a it's a reference to ox. And they put a yoke on them and they'd set them down the line, plowing a straight line. And every time that ox would get out, of, would move out of that line, they'd have goads, pointy ends and they prick them. They push them back into line. They prick them over here and they push them back into line. And, you know, some of when we go through those hard times. It's God pricking us and saying, get back over there. I'm calling you to more prayer. Yes, I am. I'm calling you to more prayer. He's pricking us. I'm calling you to a more laid down life. He's pricking us. I'm calling you to witness to your friends. He's pricking us. I'm pushing you. And then we go a little bit further and we show up and all of a sudden the things we've been doing don't work anymore because there's new levels to go to. We we're talking about that in Sunday school. There's just a different level to go up to. And so whereas this much prayer would produce the work for me last year, all of a sudden I'm finding that this is difficult at this much prayer. But it's already hard, God. How much more do you want out of me? Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. The thing we have to realize is God has a wheel. And I have a wheel. And if those two wheels... Are buttoned up against each other, one of us is gonna lose. And God's never lost a battle. And so when it's when the going gets hard, I have two choices. That ox had two choices. It could choose the discomfort of just walking in a straight line and doing what it was told to do, laying the walking the path that was laid out in front of it. Or it could say, This path is too uncomfortable. I'm going to just keep getting poked because eventually its wheel was going to break. Eventually it got to decide how quickly that happened and it got to decide how comfortable the experience was when that happens. You know, some of us look at the discomfort of knowing that I have to get up and do. And we say, that's, you know, that makes me uncomfortable. i I'm at, I'm doing things I maybe I don't want to do. I'd rather not do it. But and we're choosing the discomfort, though, over that of being poked and prodded by God to get us back into line. So when we feel like I'm in this call, God, and I'm and I'm pushing and it's hard. He told us right here, he said, Paul, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks what has god called us to what's he pushing us towards we know we all know what it feels like i know that's why y'all are sitting there and being real quiet cuz we all know what it feels like when we know god it's not working for me anymore this is hard it's not working for me anymore what i've been doing it's just not working and i'm tired and i'm and it's hard and so we want to say that the answer is on all these different things. It's in planning my time better. It's in finding balance. It's in this and it's in that. It's a, but it's in it's really only in one thing, and that is a life that is totally laid down to God. Do you know that I fought all the time? I fought God all the time because I didn't think I had enough time for my family. I didn't think I had enough time for my kids. didn't think I had enough time for all that. I was always running one thing or another. There's church, there's work, there's this thing after this thing after this thing after this thing. Always going until I, until I reached that point where I gave up and I said, God, I'm going to do everything you want me to do first and I'm going to let all this other stuff Figured out. I was telling them a prayer yesterday. I said, I have so much time with my kids that I'm I'm ready to send them off to play in another room. I have time with my kids. I have time with my wife. I ain't got time to do the renovation because I want to do the renovation. But that's a different story. If I really wanted to do it, I would I would do it. Michelle's looking at me because i tell telling myself up here, help me, Jesus. If I had wanted to do it, I would have time for that. Amen. I found other things to do. But... When I lay my life down, it doesn't make any sense. It's like when you're broke, the answer to being broke is to give. If I'm, if I'm out, if I'm spent, if it's hard and I don't know what to do, When it's hard. You see, the thing is, we don't like to feel uncomfortable. Well... We don't like to feel uncomfortable. Don't like it? I avoid it. It's human nature to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. It's why it's difficult to confront people. It's uncomfortable. It's why it's difficult when uh, asking, you know, telling Michelle how I felt about her before we were together was the most uncomfortable thing I had ever done. It's uncomfortable. And so we avoid discomfort. I... You know, we, we sit over here and we just pine away after that pretty girl and, and sit and in dis, and that discomfort because we choose, right? There's always a discomfort of one way or the other. There's a discomfort of not doing and there's the discomfort of doing. And we make up in our own mind that what I'm sitting in has got to be more comfortable than whatever the next thing is that I'm going to because at least I'm already sitting in it. I know what this feels like. And so I can just sit here in this discomfort. And then all of a sudden, God says, I'm tired of you sitting right where you're at. And so he comes and he pokes you a little bit. Will you help in church? Will you lead, the, will you lead three hours of the fast? Will you, will you do this? Will you help me pray? Poking? Well... You're leading praise and worship, and God wasn't on it today. We, you got to, you got to, not, I'm not talking about these people. Um, God wasn't on it today, so what are you going to do? Poking. He's already been saying you need to give some more time in prayer. He's just poking you. Didn't show up today because you didn't, you didn't do what I told you to do. We... We find ourselves in our cell groups, and all of a sudden, the spirits on the people from the world are taking over the Spirit of God in there because I didn't pray long enough over it, but He's poking. When we see chaos, when we see disorder, when we see problems in our money, when we see problems in our family, when we see problems in my life, my walk with God, where I don't feel as close, and getting close feels harder than it ever has been, He's poking and He's prodding and He's saying, Get over here. Get over here. It's, as you sh- we were talking in Sunday school this morning. Pastor Michelle was sharing about moving on up to that next level and building on the foundation. And one of the things that people said at the conference was you can't shift into another gear until you've reached the top speed at the gear you're at. Makes sense, but it was a revelation to me. I said, oh, yes. We want to shift into some gear where it's all of a sudden easier for us without fighting the battle and doing the shifting to get there. i got to speed myself up. I've got to get over in, and get ready to get up into this new place where, yes, that will be easy. You know, how many of us have ever pressed through something that was uncomfortable for us? And then we, we find that it eventually got comfortable for us. It got com- We moved our comfort zone into a new area. I was sharing yesterday, I said, you know, I didn't grow up in a church quite this free. Um, I grew up in a church very not free. And I remember when I had to decide if I was going to press in with God or not. And go all, I didn't know how to get God. Nobody taught us how to get God. There wasn't any prayer going on. Nobody taught us. Just had to figure it out on my own. I put in my praise and worship CDs in my room. You know, all we had was like one Hillsong and one Brownsville CD back then. That was all you could get. And I'd put in my praise and worship CD in my room, and I'd just go after God any way I knew how. And we'd come into church on Sunday morning, and I'd get up and dance. Now, there ain't nobody else dancing in the church. If Pastor Pinson was there, she'd come up and join me, so I wasn't alone. That's was before this church. And um, nobody else dancing. I've got all these old people sitting out there just staring. Like this. Young people. As long as he don't make the preacher go over 12 o'clock. <sighs> <laughs> and so I I pressed through a very uncomfortable battle there. Not bragging on myself, I'm just saying dancing is not an uncomfortable area for me anymore. There's not, I, I actually don't remember the last time I felt uncomfortable to get up and dance before God because I pushed that battle. I pushed it, it was uncomfortable, and I was afraid, And I, but I pushed it. Pushed it all the way through until there was no discomfort left in me over that. And so, but the problem is when we, we look at what God has laid out in front of us, and I see that is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to move up. It's uncomfortable to go into a new place. It is. I don't there's no there's no way to explain that away and over-spiritualize it to make it sound better. It's uncomfortable. But if if that's where God's calling us, how uncomfortable is it to sit and just get poked over and over and over again? I've I've been in situations where I've been poked so long that that I start seeing it in my in my finances, I start seeing it in my marriage, I start seeing it everywhere, everywhere I turn. I see that I'm not in the will of God anymore. I'm getting poked, getting poked, getting goaded, getting pricked. He gave us the warning though. He said it's hard on you. Somebody says hard on me. Hard on me to kick against the pricks. And so he comes and he pokes us. And and what do we do? He, he says, more prayer. Little poke. That's a little poke. More prayer, please. And we kick back against it. No more prayer. No more prayer, God. I pray enough. I don't know how much more you want out of me no more prayer he comes along and he says you need to spend a little more time in the word this week prick prick and we kick back against it and say no don't want to don't want to spend more time in the word this week click prick get up and testify Mm-mm. Get up and sing that song. Mm-mm. Not in front of people, God. Go lead prayer. Mm-mm. Not in front of people. Here's a, here, I've given you a word of prophecy. Get up and share it. Mm-mm. Prick, prick. Hallelujah. You know what I see is that we get angry when the pricks start coming instead of taking it as what it is which is just a little little more time in prayer this week asking for just a little bit more instead of saying yes God all of my time is yours you can have as much of it or as little of it as you want hallelujah thank you Jesus uh, you know there's other things going on in my life but I'm putting you first and I'm just going to trust you to take care of all those other things in my life I'm not going to hold on to anything. How much do you want today, God? you want 12 hours today? you want two hours today? What do you want? You can have it. Hallelujah. I'm giving you everything. Instead of saying that, we say, mm, no. We push back again. We push back against that goading. We push back against that prick. And then we say, I'm, I, I'm mad. Why is God pushing me all the time? How much more does he want out of me? How, why is he pushing me all the time? All he wants us to do is what he called us to do, and it's good for us because it's hard if we do, if we it's hard if we push back. Some of us, God's spoken to this year, last year. Some of us, God's asking to give to give more. We say no to that. Anytime that we push back, we just push back. We're making it hard on us. And so when we're in our position, we're in our call, we're trying to go after it. And we say it's hard. It's hard, God. You know, a couple of weeks ago there was a fast. I knew what the topic of the fast was going to be before I came up here. And I said, God, I need that. I need that breakthrough. I woke up that morning and I said, I'm getting myself ready. I said, God, I'm going after this today. I'm going after it today. I got up. I said, you know, it's going to be embarrassing. I bet it's all going to come out at the altar in front of everybody. It's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be all these things that I was afraid it was going to be. And I was okay with it because I was ready to run after God. And Philippians 3.10, he tells us, Paul's talking about his own life that he laid down for God. And he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Paul knew something that we don't seem to process in our head sometimes, and that is that he was suffering discomfort. He was going through stuff. He said, but what do I want more? What do I want right now? God, I'm not asking you to take discomfort away from me. I'm saying that I want to push forward even more. God, I want to push forward in whatever you have for me, God, until I'm joined together in the fellowship of suffering with you, God, until I'm joined together and made conformed into the your death on the cross. He said, I run. This came right after. He said, I run the race that you have set before me instead of running though when we see the discomfort that lays ahead of us sometimes we go Whoa. and we go try to find somebody who will tell us that if we don't have to be comfortable we can be comfortable we go try to find a preacher who will tell us oh you can just be comfortable it's all going to be wonderful it's going to be great hallelujah thank you Jesus and you can be blessed and it's going to be wonderful and you can have all of those things but first first I told you a minute ago when we were taking up the offer and I said, I've never, God's never, I've never gotten a job that I wanted. Not since I was, you know, when I was 16 years old, I wanted a job at the McDonald's. I got $150 in cash for my 16th birthday. I was, and I gave my $150 in cash in the offering on my 16th birthday on the Sunday after my 16th birthday, and I said, God, I need a job. I want the job at the McDonald's because that was a good job. We, ain't, we don't talk bad about no jobs anywhere here. It was a good job. I said, I want that job at the McDonald's. I gave my $150, all I had. That was it. I gave it. Do you know who called me the very next week? It was McDonald's. We'd like you to come in for an interview. We'd like to give you the job. When can you start? I can start right away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because I ain't got no money. I need payday to come real fast. <laughs> every job, every single job, I've, I've, I found some way to push into an area that was uncomfortable. I planted a seed because I needed God to move. Some of us are looking at our life right now. We're looking at what 27, we're looking at what 2016 was. We're looking ahead at 2017 and thinking about all the things that we want to do, all the things that we hope God does through us. We can imagine all of the wonderful ministries. We can imagine the souls being saved at our cell groups. We can imagine the revelation being imparted in Sunday school. We can imagine all the wonderful, wonderful things that we want to do in God. First, first, how much are we willing to lay down our life? You know, I've just, I'll just be honest and say there was a, a long period, the vast majority of my life, up until maybe the last year, I spent trying to get as much of God as I could while holding on to as much of myself as I could. And that's a That's a battle. That's a battle. And it made it hard on me. Hard on me. Hallelujah, Jesus. I believe that in 2017, There is not a single person who is sitting here under the sound of my voice who cannot have a full ministry operating in all the gifts of the Spirit. There's not a person sitting here under the sound of my voice that cannot experience financial prosperity that you have never had in your entire life. There's not a person sitting here under the sound of my voice that cannot have healing in your body and the promises of God being fulfilled in your life. But the first thing we have to deal with as we go into this year until we have those promises are what are we doing with those pricks? What are we doing with those goads? What are we doing when God says move into this area? What are we doing when God says pray a little bit more? What are we doing when God says do this, do this? And we look and we say but God we give on my whole life Life. I make up my mind that, you know, if we can just get the revelation that the that the discomfort of just moving in the direction God called us to move in is so much less. Because God said, He said, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light." If the discomfort of just running, running after God with everything in me, yeah, it's sitting still may feel easier. But if I, but the discomfort of just getting up and running after everything in God, running after it with everything in me. That discomfort is so much less than the discomfort of sitting still and let making God poke me and prod me and push me. How many of us can say that I have felt pushed and prodded into something before in my life when I didn't want to go? And it was hard! But if I had got up and I had run after the call of God, it would have been easy. Pastor Pinson used to say that God's going to do the surgery on you. But But you can do it with the anesthetic or you can do it without the anesthetic. God said, he said, you're going to break. You're going to break on the rock. If you want to come and fall down on the rock and be broken, you'll be broken. But if you don't, the rock's going to fall on you and crush you. But either way, you're going to be broken. You get to pick the way. You get to pick how easy it is. God, help us pick. Help us pick. Help us pick rotten. Help us pick the discomfort of the cross. Help us pick, God. Help us lay aside everything, God, that we want to get picked and goaded and poked until we move into your place where you have to make us, God. But in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. I know some of us are ready right now. Some of us are ready. To move into 2017 and say, God, I'm tired. It's hard. It's hard on me to get poked all the time. God, how much longer do I have to make you? Push me into something, God. But in the name of Jesus. God, I want to lay aside all these chains. I want to lay aside all these weights that easily beset us, God, so that I can run with faith to the high calling of God that you have set before me, God, so that I can be made and conformed into your image and the fellowship of your suffering and the image of the cross, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus! Oh my God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus! I know I'm ready for 2017 to be the greatest year in the spirit that God has that I have ever seen in my entire life. How many of you are ready for 2017? for the promises of God to come to pass, for the the dreams, the visions in your heart that you want to do in the kingdom of God to be fulfilled, for that healing that you've been been believing for to finally come. For those kids that are lost and you pray for them all the time to finally come into the kingdom of God. Let's come to the altar. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. My God in heaven today. Oh, my God in heaven today. God, we've kicked against the pricks, God. You've asked us to do stuff, and we, and we waited. We sat in it. We pushed back until you poked so hard that you made us. God, we want to try running. We want to run after you, God. God, I know we have an army of runners here. God, who see, who see, who see. And what you're about to see, what you're about to see, listen, listen, very, very carefully, because I want to prophesy it over you, because I I know, actually, I know 100% that it's true. Not even having to say it in a lot of faith, because I know it's true. You're going to find that as you lay down your life, and you give up, pushing back, pushing back, you just lay it down, all the discomfort that you thought... Was so uh, that you were so afraid of, all the discomfort that you thought was coming with it, it's just a little bit of discomfort. Just a little. And compared to what you've been living in, compared to the hardness of kicking against the pricks all the time, kicking against the goading, kicking against the prompting of God all the time, you are gonna find yourself in a world of freedom that it, it is unlike anything that you have ever lived in before. You're going to find that your life is so easy. My life is pretty easy. As long as I stay in the Spirit. I mean, the other times it's not, but as long as I stay in the Spirit, my life is... I have the time with my kids, all the things that I'm afraid of, all the discomfort that I think is coming. It's just a little discomfort. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we leave behind. God, I leave behind that mentality, God, that I had in 2016 where I have a call of something I want to move into, God, but I'm afraid of how much you want to take from me, and so I hold on to it. But, God, in the name of Jesus, we let ourselves go father we let ourself go i lay myself down kill me use me all day long like lambs to the slaughter god i lay myself down do whatever you want to do with me make my life into whatever you wanted to make it to be ask me to do anything god i'll pray i'll fast i'll teach i'll give god if i have two dollars in my pocket and i don't know how to pay my bills i'll give you my two dollars god i will give it hallelujah jesus I just see an army I see that army rising up right now in the name of Jesus not you know we have a wonderful church we have a wonderful church that is an army because they they they're submitted and they and they go after God but I'm talking about a whole nother level of army. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallebokora masanta makara masanta. No flesh, no flesh. Hio lolo bokora masanda rabaka masheka masanda. Hallelujah, Jesus. Andara masi o lolo bokoto sende yara rabase. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, my God. I know we're ready. God, we quit kicking against the goats. We quit kicking against the pricks today, God. I'm committed. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. Ah